spoke about last week. We started talking last week about something that's, man, God's kind of putting on my heart uh, about believing. And uh, <laughs> this last song, we said, he's too good to not believe, right? But this is the area that we can be most challenged with. So I, I want to get into another part of this today. But I, I was thinking about it like this, because belief is such a great part of, all, of everything we're going through. And... Um, <laughs> We have such a, a technical age that, that we, how many have one of these? Uh, yeah, everybody's got one. Don't, it's, it's like, it's not, it's not a generational thing. Everybody's got it. And, and what is the biggest reason? You know, I went to Nepal. Nepal is one of the poorest countries in the, in the world. And everybody's got one of these over there. And, and there's a reason for it is because somebody wants us to believe in something that they are presenting on these things. Don't they? How many have an email? You get an email. Texting. Man, I, I've been, I don't know about y'all, but I've been getting a bunch of these, these junk texts. And I just, thankfully, they got the, you know, you go over there and you trash it and, you know, hopefully you don't hear from them anymore, right? But has anybody ever gone to one of those things? Or, um, I've actually been a sucker on something before, but I, I don't want to give my testimony too much. I've overcome. So, but, but sometimes, you know, especially like in YouTube or, or uh, e email also, they figured out how old I am, that I'm a man, and I think they've seen a picture of my belly because, <laughs> because they want to sell me stuff that'll help me with it. And it's like, how'd you know? <laughs> But so 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 I ha I have a you know especially um, where is it I, th I think it's in in YouTube no no it's Facebook right if, yeah Facebook is the, uh, that's how they make the, all their money isn't it it's like uh, and and uh, they're really out to sell you something but they're it's beyond that because if 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 you click on one of those things they say we're gonna tell you just just have this before you just add this to your uh, meal. Have this before you go to bed or something. I'm thinking, well, just tell me what it is, you know, some salt, some. No, 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 no. If you happen to click on that thing, what do you get? A big, long thing of testimonies. Somebody that looked like me at one point. Now they look like Hunter. <laughs> Ryan, too. I, I looked at Ryan first. Okay, so. <laughs> Hayden, my, my son. I used to be like you, and now look at me. Don't you want to be like me now? And, and you have to scroll all the way, and you know there's a catch, don't you? And, and if you click on some of them, they don't even let you get any further unless you do what? Give them some information, right? They want your name. You can make it up. Can anybody ever make it up? You know, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> but what are they wanting to do? They're wanting to sell you something, but they're wanting to go beyond that. They want to get you to believe enough in whatever they're projecting. They have some kind of thing they're wanting to get you to believe in it, aren't you? That's why they have the testimonies. I think unless we tell them a bunch of testimonies, they're just not going to believe it. But, but they're not just wanting to sell you something, though, are they? Because they're wanting some information from you, aren't they? They're wanting to do what? They're wanting to 
develop a relationship with you. And it should make you feel very special, right? <laughs> Except for they have a reason to do that because for, the, for, for you to have a relationship with them, for them to get value from you, you're going to have to believe in what they have and they're going to have to know something about you, okay? Belief is essential for sales. Just ask Hunter. He said he's in the roofing. What do you have to do first of all? You have to develop a rapport, don't you? What's a rapport? Belief. Somebody's going to have to believe in you. They're going to have to believe. Because here's the thing. I just told you what I've been through. What is everybody now? They're skeptical, aren't they? Somebody's going to scam me. And so there's, there's a skepticism that's going on all the time. And it's hard. To, it's hard. To, I mean, it seems like everybody lies. Just everywhere, there's a, there's a lie coming at us. And so we've gotten actually pretty good at being skeptical and not going for things. Anybody getting good at this? <laughs> and what is there? There's, there's this natural built-in skepticism to really believe and to really give myself. There's identity theft, isn't there? Somebody's wanting to take your identity and, and, and use it for their own good, right? Um. And so, when you talk about believing, it's so good to be able to believe in something, but, and we're going to relate this to God because God, this is, this is how he comes to us. He says, I don't want you just to believe in me, uh, in what I can do, and, and this is where we're going to make it a little bit of a, uh, of a change today. I don't want you just be to believe in what I can do, and we, and we sang about this, and this is wonderful, but he's wanting us to go beyond just what he can do to who he is, and, and that's what all these things are trying to do. They want to show us something that they can do for us, but they want us to make a connection to who they are. <laughs> can you see that connection? All right, so, so I've got something I want to present with this today because belief is everything, has everything to do with our whole life. We move because we believe. We don't move because we don't believe. And doubt comes and crowds things down to where we have a hard time believing. We've been, we've been scammed. Something's gotten our way, right? All right, so just real quick, uh, we, we do have all these notes on our church app, New Life Church LH, and... Uh, so you, you can follow along with them. There's a place you can put notes in there if you'd like. Uh, you can go back and look at them later if you like also. Um, so I, I, our whole existence and our relationship with God is based upon belief. So it's going to be the thing that's challenged the most. We're going to have a challenge in this area, right? How many have been challenged in your belief? How many there's, there's been a time when you thought, man, I'm, I'm high on belief. And then <laughs> there's another time you feel like I'm low. Last, last week we looked at this, you know, when even the disciples, when Jesus died, their faith went down to nothing. They didn't even believe in him when he showed up in front of them. So there needs to be an acknowledgement today, and we need to start off from this place, is that there, there's levels of faith, and, and they can be challenged. And there's something we can do about building them up, okay? So this first statement I'd like to make, I'd like to say it again here. Our whole existence as followers of Jesus is dependent upon believing in him. Amen? <laughs> You're not going to get very far beyond believing in him, right? Okay. If this is the basis for everything else, then everything else will be challenged through belief, 
we're going to be hit with belief, with disbelief, right? Okay, so here in Mark 9, 23, all things are possible with belief. How many have heard this before? How many believe this? How many are challenged with this? I think we need to be real today, amen? Yes. I, I'm challenged with this. And so if, if we're challenged with this, maybe there's a way we can ask some questions and, and get some answers. Amen? Yeah. So what was happening? Here's a man that's challenged with this. His son is demon-possessed. How many have had a demon-possessed son? You thought maybe they were, right? <laughs> <laughs> but this, this, this child actually was. He, he would throw himself in the fire. He'd thrash around, you know, and he, 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 he had some major problems. And, and, and he goes to the disciples, and the disciples were casting out demons. They were doing other things. But with this one, what happened? They were seeing something that they had not seen before that caused them to doubt. Amen? It wasn't that they couldn't. And that's why Jesus said you're going to have to fast and pray about these ones. Why? Because you're going to have to get, you're going to have to be seeing God as bigger than whatever you're going through, right? But what does the, what does the man say to Jesus? The man says to Jesus, if you can do it, take care of my son, doesn't he? And what's Jesus' answer to him? He says, if you, if you. He didn't say, if I. If I can, said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Okay? Now, uh, we, can, we can clap our hands and say yes and everything else, but I'm telling you what, this is the area that we get most challenged with. And a lot of times we like to just say, don't you tell me I don't believe, I already believe. I've already got this down. And no, because believers get results, don't they? Jesus just said this. He said, all things are possible to those who believe. Not to those who do everything right religiously. To those who believe. Right? What happened to Peter? Jesus is walking across the, the sea. Peter says, man, I think I can do that. He believes. Was it, it you know, sometimes we, we, you know, people will make fun, you know. Uh, well, I can walk on water, you know. Well, you can. And they're mocking Jesus. Did he walk? You know what? Peter did too. Until what? Until he started seeing the storm, right? It became a big thing for him. So belief is the only thing that's standing between us. And if we really are believers, then we should be able to be believing for things. We should see some things moving. We should see some changes being made. We should be looking like we're victorious if we really believe some things. Amen? Amen. So, I want to challenge us on this because we looked at this last week, and I encourage you to go back and look at that because it's really essential. What you're putting in, you can't believe, your heart is what you believe with, and you can't produce something, a belief out of your heart that you haven't put something into it to draw from. And your mouth is what the power of a belief is. And it requires putting the right things in. You have to guard your heart in order for it to produce belief. In fact, we said this. We said if, if, if what you're choosing to dwell on, what you're choosing to entertain your heart with, 
what you're choosing to meditate on, that is your choice of belief. Not when you get into a situation where you try to have, well, see, now what do I believe? No, your choice was already made when you decided what to put into your heart. Because out of your heart just flows. You don't have to come up with the right thing to say. Now, let's see, I think I was supposed to say to that mountain, be thou removed. Okay, say, no, no, it just comes out because that's what you've been putting in there, right? Now, I want to challenge us on this, though, because what we're believing in is very critical also, okay? So let's look at this next slide here. It's critical what is believed, ability or identity. Now, this, this is going to be a little, let's get our heads around this. Can we do this today? Because what we were singing about today was God's ability. But Jesus was talking about this man's belief, wasn't he? He wasn't talking about his ability. He was talking about the man's belief. And for the man to believe, he's not going to just be able have to believe that Jesus can. He's going to have to believe in him. Okay? There's... There's two different things that we need to see that we need to believe in. Because everybody, in, I mean, the demons believe that God can do stuff. Yeah. Right? But we'll see what believing in him, in his identity is. This next one, ability, belief. So that, that's a label, uh, an ability belief. Yields a fickle spectator. <laughs> what is Fickle. That's not my dog. My dog loves me all the time. It's a cat, and I don't have a cat, so I can't say. <laughs> That's the reason why I don't like cats, because they could, they could take you or leave you, right? <laughs> so what's a fickle spectator? That's somebody that's on or off. They might like you, they might not. They might be positive, but they're there to watch you and to see what you can do, Right? That's an ability belief. <laughs> that's like, that's like I, I, I believe um, in Luka Doncic. Anybody know who that is? He's a basketball player. He's, he's one of the best basketball players right now. Okay. I don't know if this is going anywhere. <laughs> Anybody play basketball? Okay. All right, ladies. Who sews really well? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You can, you can believe in somebody's ability to do something, right? I mean, he can make these, he, he, can, he can have three guys on him and he'll just do a fadeaway shot from way beyond the three-point line and it'll go right in the basket. I mean, it's just like, wow, I believe in Luca. I, I believe, you know what I'm believing in? I'm believing in his ability to make a three-point shot. Do I really know him? I don't. I don't really know him as a person. I can't believe in him. I'm believing in what he can do. Can you see the difference there? And and, and we're going to see this is critical because because God doesn't need to just believe that that he can do something. Okay? So the ability belief yields a fickle spectator. But an identity belief yields a participant. So what do they do to to train somebody to play basketball really well? You go to a camp, don't you? 
This is where you get to know the player. They'll have these players come. And what, what happens, you get to act, actually interact with them. They get to coach you. They get to, you. You get to believe in them and where they've come from and how to think. Right? <laughs> okay. So then you become, it's not just you believing in them. You're believing that you can do what they do. And this is, this is where God, he, God's wanting to get us to where our belief isn't just in him. And, and we'll see that, that this is in him, who we are. Okay. <laughs> are you all good this morning? Yeah. All right. Punch your neighbor. Say, wake up. All right. So let's look at this. Jesus' works were a greater testimony than what John said of him. So what I want to do here, first of all, is look at what Jesus was actually doing. They were works, weren't they? They were amazing things that he could do. And they are powerful. They, they, they separate somebody that actually knows God. It separates God from all these other gods in the world. He can heal. He can deliver. He can set somebody free. That's been bound in all kinds of, of, of bondages, can he? Right? So let's look at this. John 5, 36. But I have a greater witness than John's. For the works which the Father has given me to finish, the very works that I do bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. I thought this was a really interesting statement because... They didn't have Facebook back then. They didn't have emails and, and texts and stuff. They had John the Baptist. He's going out selling Jesus, right? He said, repent for the kingdom of, of heaven is at hand. There was a catch. <laughs> and what was he talking about? He's talking about a Messiah coming, wasn't he? It was a testimony. It was a it was a telegram. It was, a, it was a, a letting the people know who this actually was. He's the Messiah. And his words were powerful. And people were getting baptized. They were, they were wanting to be ready for this Messiah. Right? But Jesus says, my works are a greater testimony than just words. Now, here's the thing. Paul said this. when He, he said, I don't want to just come to you and, and tell you stuff. The word of God that I'm talking about right now, it's powerful. It will, it will change your life. It depends on what you do with it. We're exposed to some truth, and it's not just truth that sets you free. It's what you do with the truth. Amen? So, uh, so Jesus, John has already declared that he's coming, but why was he doing these works? It was a testimony to his legitimacy, to who he was. And this is what grieved his heart over and over again. All the people saw was what he did. They didn't make the connection. Very few made the connection to who he was. Do you see this? In fact, we looked at it last week. <laughs> that When Jesus rose from the grave, his own disciples didn't even believe who he was. They were, they were so put off, yeah. right? So Jesus is saying, though, he's saying these works are important things. We don't discount. We don't just say, hey, God, I just want, I don't need you to do anything for me. I just want you. No, you get the good. You get the power. 
Paul said, I don't want to come and just talk to you. I, I want to come in the power of the Holy Ghost. I, I, want to, I want to demonstrate God's ability. Amen? So, here's the thing, though. The greatness, the ability can be the only thing that's focused on. And you never get to the participation. You can always stay in a fickle state. Anybody feel, feel like you've been in a fickle state sometimes? <laughs> you know? Let's go to this next one. John 10, 25. Believing works does not equal believing in him. Okay? Man, he talked about this a lot of times, didn't he? He said, so which... <laughs> Which one of my works are you going to crucify me for? The works were critical, weren't they? But what was happening? These people, the religious people, saw these amazing works and they missed out. You know what? The people that crucified him believed in his works. Right? In fact, that's partly why they were crucifying him. Because he, he did works on the Sabbath. And you're not supposed to do that. And they missed out on the whole point. It's him. It's a him that he wants you to believe in, not just his works. Yes. Amen? Jesus answered them, I told you and you do not, and you do not believe. Belief is such an important thing, is it not? The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But you do not believe because you are not of my sheep, as I said to you. There's another side of believing it has to do more with identity than it has to do with ability. In fact, it's much more critical. If you just worked on the identity side, the ability follows. Right? Yeah. Jesus talked about it this way. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and what happens? All, all these things, where do they come from? They just kind of show up behind you somehow. When you're pursuing the right thing, when you're pursuing the right belief, the other stuff comes and you don't have to, you don't have to work it up. Amen? <laughs> okay. He said, you do not believe because you are not of my sheep, as I said to you. So what does a sheep do? <laughs> they just follow, don't they? They have a relationship with who? The shepherd. What do they believe in? The shepherd. Amen? They're not, they're not trying to come up with where they're going to eat. What they're, they're not trying to defend themselves from, from the wolves. What do they believe in? They believe in the shepherd. They have to have a relationship with the shepherd. And then they have to follow him. <laughs> right? Okay. Let's look. Belief in his word is not necessarily in him. So just, just, just believing the word of God is not going to be enough. There has to be a connection made. He said there, you, can, you can get close here, but you're going to need to make another connection. And I, I know some of us were the choir. You might have been knowing the Lord all your life, but I want us to be challenged in this because this is one of the great deceptions, I believe, especially in the church, is just to start looking at the works and to try to just believe for the works. And to miss out on the whole point. Yeah. Amen? 
John 4, 47. When he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea in Galilee. Okay, this is talking about a, a successful man. And he heard about Jesus. Heard about what? Probably. His works, right? What he could do. And, and he has a son that's about to die. What would you do? I'm going to find somebody that can help me. That, that has the ability to help me. Now watch what happens with them because both of these beliefs are being demonstrated in this story. This is a really cool story, okay? When he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him and implored him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then Jesus said to him, you know, it's like sometimes, I don't know about you, but Jesus seemed kind of really rude. Did he ever... You know, you don't think so? Oh, okay. Because <laughs> this man, he's coming, he's coming saying, come help my son. And Jesus says, unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. Now, now, it's probably just my perception. So I, I'm, I'm the only guilty one in the room here, okay? But, but what he's doing is he's actually making a point here between Believing in him or believing in signs and wonders? This man came believing in what he could do. He said, if he can help me. And he doesn't know that he's coming to the king of kings and the Lord of lords and the, and the Messiah. He doesn't realize that there's something beyond just his son getting healed that he, he could have here. You see this? And so he, he makes this point. He says... Unless you see these signs and wonders, and it's a reality, and that's why we need the, the works of God to be, to be manifest among us so that people's hearts can be opened up to not just believe in the works, though, and we have to be, be careful that we don't go there. Amen? The nobleman said to him, sir, come down before my child dies. He's, he said, I don't know what that speech right there was about, but just come down, Right? Jesus said to him, go your way, your son lives. Now listen to this. So Jesus said, your son lives. And what happened to the man? Because he had heard about Jesus, because Jesus has this ability, he believed that because Jesus said that, that there was going to be a change in his son, right? Okay. So the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him, and he went his way. So sometimes, and I just want to challenge us in this, because it can be something that we can get religious about, that we just believe the word. We just believe the word. Well, that's true. <laughs> but it's really important that we believe the one that spoke it. And Jesus is making this point. He's saying, I'm going to speak something. He's going to live, but there's a result that goes down. Uh, let's, let's go down a little bit further here in the 53rd verse here. Belief in, and see, I got that, those capitalized. When you actually believe in, it transforms everything as it follows him. What did he say? You're not my sheep because you, or you, you're not able to, to believe because you're not my sheep. What happens when you start to believe in him? He becomes your shepherd. Now he's more than just a fix-it. Right? Now, 
He is your fix. You see the difference? This is belief. But this, this, this requires transformation for this to take place. Everybody wants to just go to where the revival's going on so you can just get something fixed and you can just have a big bunch of goosebumps or something. And he said, I, I want more than that. I want a life transformed. I, I want you to subscribe to my channel forever. I want to make a catch with you. I, you see what I'm saying? I want you to see testimonies so that you can go ahead and click. Make, put in all your information. Say, God, you get all of me because I'm, I believe. Not just in what you can do. I believe in you. Okay? So what happened? So the father gets home. It took him a little while to get there. And he finds out that his son recovered. And they start to do the math. When did he recover? It was right at that point that Jesus said, your son will live. Same time of day. And you know what? It said the man already believed in it when Jesus said. But there's a different belief that happens now. It's not in just what he can, he can do. But now it's in him. You see the difference? Oh, we have to get past just what God can do Amen. to who he is. Yes. Amen? So the father knew that it was at the hour in which Jesus said to him, your son lives. And what, is, what does it say? And he himself believed. But I thought he already believed. This is a different belief, isn't it? This is a belief in him. And his whole household. So I'm thinking, so, so, so how, how do you know a whole household believes now? Because they look different. They start acting different. They have a different lifestyle now, yeah. right? Yeah. You don't just say, okay, household, you have to believe now. They say, okay, and they go back to watching Netflix or whatever. No. No, it, it, it changes you when your whole household believes, right? Yeah. It's a different belief. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's go to belief in works can produce an action without producing the works. Okay, this is where we start, we start, you know, in the end, the goats are going to be separated from the sheep. You know, Jesus said the way is the small way that leads to, to heaven. And the way is a wide way that's real popular that's going to hell. How do you make sure that you're on the, the, the smaller one? Has everything to do with belief. What you're believing. Your belief isn't something you just get to decide on your own. Truth is truth whether you believe it or not. Right? So it's very important to get hooked up with what the truth is. And then align your life after that, right? So, Jesus was doing all these works and, and he became very popular, right? Why was he popular? So everybody liked him? No, they liked his works, right? And so he, go, he, he goes, he, he's traveling, and all these people start following him. Now, this is a different following him. This is a different following. How many follow? How many have a, I've got, 
nigh unto a 5,000 followers on our church Facebook page. I don't hardly know any of them. <laughs> that's, why, that's why Jesus says, you know, at the, at the end there's going to be a whole bunch of people that say, Lord, Lord. And he said, I don't know you, right? Because you weren't really following me. I'd have known you if you were following me. Because it, 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 you start to separate the believers in him from the believers in what he can do. And it gets to be a very small amount. It does. And it, it's sad. You know, I, I'm, I'm glad that his grace is greater. But man, I do not want to be just sitting back thinking everything's okay. If I'm not seeing the results of a believer in my life, that means I'm not. I mean, this is, we need, this, this goes all the way to hell. If you're not really believing, don't just say, I, I said a prayer. No, you can, you, can say, you can say a prayer, but until it changes who you are, it's done nothing. So here's a whole multitude following Jesus, quote unquote, right? And he follows them out. Uh, because they wanted to see, John 16, they wanted to see his signs, or they saw his signs, which he performed on those who were uh, diseased. They were wanting to see some more. They were wanting to see the show. And let's see where we are on this. So what does he do? They all get out there and they, don't, they didn't bring lunch. This is, this is the problem with followers that don't really, are following, for, they don't even think to bring lunch. They don't, have a, they don't have a common sense in their head. <laughs> All right. So, so if you're really going to listen to what I'm saying today, you're going to be among those that bring your lunch, right? But so they get out there. There's thousands of them that didn't bring their lunch. So what does Jesus do? He feeds them from just a very small source. Is that a miracle or what? That's pretty cool. Would you, would you go out in the wilderness to watch that? Wouldn't that be fun to do? Well, let's go, let's go see God do something. Let's go see Jesus do something. And you, you follow the crowds, and they're all mooing. And, you know, <laughs> or or what, what do uh, goats do? Um, they, they bleat like a, a, like a lamb? Oh, okay. Anyway, so he gets done with all this, and they're, they're asking him about his works. And they want to perform the same works that he performed. They're thinking, man, I want to be able to do that too. I want to start my own page. I want to get my own followers. I want to do this myself, right? And, and they said, we want to perform God's works too. What should we do? Now listen to this. This is really cool. Jesus told them, this is the only work God wants from you. So he's talking to these people that he, that, that he later says, you know, you're going to do the same works that I do. But he says, the only one I want from you is to believe in the one he has sent. Isn't that cool? So the greatest work of God is actually believing in him. Not raising the dead. Not feeding the thousands. It's not what he can do. It's what you choose to let him do in you. Amen. That's an identity belief. He, if he can get that, he can re reproduce all the rest of it. 
right? If he, Because Jesus walked on the earth as we walk on the earth, as men and women. Right? All right. Let's look at John 6, 53. His work within is the belief in him. So if we're going to believe in Jesus, it's not enough to just find out all about him. Why did he come? Why did he come to the earth? To save us, right? What does that mean, save us? That means give me a new nature. Give me a new ability. Make me an overcomer in every situation. Save me from hell. Save me from bondages. Save me from sin. Right? He came to do all that stuff. You cannot believe in Jesus without believing in what he came to do in you. Amen? <laughs> Man, let's be challenged on this, okay? Because where are we? What kind of victorious life are we living right now? It's directly connected to our belief. Not just in what he can do, who he is in us right now. Amen? Is this too challenging? <laughs> I'm being challenged in this myself. I, I've been growing up. My dad was a pastor, you know? And I've been knowing Jesus. It's not like I don't know him, but I want to believe in him. I want I to I have a, an intimacy with him that takes me beyond these doubts that would, that would crush the reality of who he is in me. Amen? My, this, this image of myself that I'm incapable of something. You know what I mean? In him, I can do all things. That's just not, that's not Tim Tebow's statement. That came out of the Bible. Right? <laughs> so, so he goes through this. They've just been fed, and so he thinks, he's trying to make a, a connection to him. He says, here's how it is. I am the bread of life. You're going to have to eat of me. I'm going to need, because they want to see another miracle. They, they want to see, they, they enjoyed that. Not only did they get to see Jesus do it, they got to eat it. They got to be nourished by it. It was something that satisfied them personally, right? And he said, well, here's the deal. In order for you to work the works that I work, you're going to have to become the work. It's going to have to. You're going to have to identify with the work of God, which is me. So you're going to have to consume me. What happens? You can tell. Can you tell? We, we had a, a baker in my hometown. He came to church. And you know what? He brought us the day olds every day. And it was before microwave, so we would put them in the oven. And the, and the sugar kind of get a little bit crispy, you know. You put butter on it. And, oh, my goodness. It's good. But you would be able to tell if that was my only meal every day. Why? Because I would begin to look like what I'm partaking of. It would affect my health. It would affect everything else. Because you are what you eat, don't, aren't you? Right? And Jesus is saying this. He says, it's going to have to be more than just going somewhere to watch a show. It's going it's to have to be me that you're actually partaking of. And man, this, anybody having a problem with this yet this morning? I mean, this is kind of, but, it, but it's, it's not common knowledge. And it's something that, I, I'm, I'm sorry, but 
It, it is something we kind of have to get our heads around a little bit, isn't it? I have to consume him. Uh, he has, he's going to have to be me. <laughs> and this, this is the, the wonderful thing that he came. This is what he came to do. He didn't just come to do a bunch of miracles. He came to do a work yeah. in us. Amen. Amen? And this requires belief. I believe it's, I believe, okay. It, it's, it's the predecessor to any mountain going anywhere is allowing the work that he came to do to be your first belief. <laughs> it's the one you focus on, who he is in me. Amen? So he says this. He says, most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Man, this sounds cultish to them in this day, right? But he's not, he's not saying to actually eat my actual flesh, but he's saying you're going to have to consume everything that's about me. Yes. I'm going to have to be your life. I'm going to have to be the work of God that you're impressed with. Ooh, how many would be impressed with thousands being fed? How many would be impressed with me talking to Mount Princeton up in Colorado, telling it to go into the Pacific, and you stand there and you watch it fly through the air? You know? Right? Yeah, we, we can say, well, yeah, I think I'd drive, I'd drive all the way to Colorado to see that, right? <laughs> and God's saying, the belief that is more important is for you to believe that I am in you right now. You don't believe in him without believing that he's in you. Amen? Because that's, that's what he's about. That's who he is to us. Okay, all right, is this making sense? Okay, he said, you're going to have to do this. Now, what happened to the crowds with that? And this is what's happening with this message that I'm talking about right now. It's not going to be accepted by everybody. Everybody in this room is not going to accept it. Not really. Now, that was a bad confession. I'll say, I'll turn that around. Everybody in this room is going to, but we're a small portion uh, compared to Liberty Hill, aren't we? Right? But, and, and partly the reason why they're not is because they're not hearing it. But, but this whole crowd heard it. Even his disciples heard it. And they're saying, we're having a problem with this. What in the world are you talking about? We're kind of, we, we've heard this before, so we, we can kind of be familiar with it. But, but I want us to be challenged with this. When it comes to, to who we are and, and the promises of God in our life, this cannot be separated from our belief in him. Amen? And, and if I'm not living out those promises, it's not because he didn't provide them for me. It has direct connection to my belief. Does this make sense? Amen? <laughs> okay, we, we saw the statement at the beginning. Everything about our life in Christ especially has to do with belief, doesn't it? Now, what is that belief in? And, and that's what we're nailing here today. It's not going to do me any good to believe that God can do something if I'm not believing in what he's already done in me. Amen? And that's going to require faith. That's going to require belief. Now, where does, where does belief become effective? It's when you start doing something with it. Amen? 
you're not gonna, you might have the ability, you might have the natural ability to play the piano very wonderfully and it's gonna do you no good until you sit down and start doing with it something with it every day. Amen? Amen? Even though we have the life of God on the inside of us, we've received him as our savior, it's gonna do us absolutely no good unless we start making it a practice in our life to acknowledge him in everything. I mean, Proverbs talks about that, right? Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, do what? Acknowledge, Acknowledge him. In all your ways. And then what does he do? He becomes your shepherd. He's not going to be your shepherd unless you acknowledge him. Amen? Those who believe in what he can do versus believe in him. So this is what happened to the crowds. What happened to the crowds, including Jesus was ready for the disciples, right? John 6, 66. From, from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him. How much more? So what happens to faith that's challenged? It can, it's, it's, it's not just belief that we need. It's belief in the right thing. Does that make sense? Because they believed in him, didn't they? They went all the way to the wilderness to see this thing happen. But what happened when they got the, the real work? They ran away, didn't they? Then Jesus said to the 12, do you also want to go away? You know what? Here's, here's how God is with us. He's not making us do anything. It's all in our court. He said, I'm here for you. Your belief is the only thing keeping you. But it's not belief in, in ability. It's a belief in identity. Yeah. You're going to have to believe in who I am first. But as soon as you believe in who he is, when it becomes alive is when you believe that that's inside of you. <laughs> all right. John 10, 37. <clears throat> if I do not do the works of my Father, do not believe me. But if I do, though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. What's he talking about? He says, I'm in the Father. Father's in me. There's going to be results, right? This is an example of what it means to actually believe in Jesus. There's going to be works in our life. Can you see the correlation here? And he said, otherwise, don't, don't believe what I'm saying. I, I can stand up here and tell you. See, I'm putting myself out here right now. I can stand up here and tell you that I believe in Jesus, but if I, if I don't have any works, it's not the truth. That's what he's saying, right? You're going to have to see some works. I want to challenge us in this. Let, let's don't get into condemnation, but let's be challenged. Amen. How much joy is in my life? How much love is in my life? Amen? And so we don't start fixing it. No, we start believing in who we are. Amen? And we start practicing that belief. We start getting up in the morning. We start saying, this is who I am. I'm going to start visualizing myself in Christ and not a loser. Not somebody that nobody wants to be with. I'm going to visualize myself as more than an overcomer. Amen? Because you don't get any works until you're practicing the reality of them on a daily basis. Amen? All right. Galatians 2.20. How many are familiar with this one? Amen? 
So to believe in him and not just about his works is to completely become consumed or to, to completely consume who he is into your being to where it's not even you living anymore. It's Christ living in you. That's what Jesus said, didn't he? He said, it's not me moving here. It's the Father. If you see anything here, it's the Father. How, how, how could that have been possible if Jesus didn't actually believe it? And how? <laughs> it would have not have been possible either unless he did something with it. And I, I was just seeing this real quick too because, you know, it's, I was thinking about last week. Where it's not just how much good goes into your heart. It needs to have an outflow. Yeah. It's, it's like a little pond. It's not just, you can put as much clean water into it as you want, but until you have some flow coming out of it, it's going to just be putrid, right? So what, we, what we're putting into our heart isn't, isn't the only thing. It's what we allow to come out of it. And this is what God's talking about. He's saying, you know, or Jesus is talking about, he says, there must be some works or there's no belief. <laughs> He's going to help us with what these works are, right? But to believe in him is to believe in who he is in us. And he just said here, don't take my word for it. Take my works for it. Okay. The revelation of God's glory. Okay. I just have a, a little bit more here. Are you good? Everybody good here? All right. The revelation of God's glory is not outward, but it's inside. Let me just read these, these verses because, man, they're bringing it into the New Testament here. Let's make this real for us, okay? Colossians 1.27. For God wanted them to know that the riches and glory of Christ are for you Gentiles too. And this is the secret. Christ lives in you. This gives you assurance of sharing his glory. So we tell others about Christ, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all the wisdom God has given us. We want to present them to God, perfect in what? Their relationship. So this isn't just a belief in what he can do, is it? It's a belief in who he is. And, that, and, and the more we become cognizant of this for ourselves, we see it as something we can't help but share. We share the glory. Amen? All right, let's look at this next one. Belief in identity is obvious. You're going to be able to tell. 2 Corinthians 3.18. So all of us who have had that veil removed, what is that veil removed? That inability to see what Jesus has actually done in us, we can actually behold him face to face because of what he, he did for us on the cross, right? Yeah. We can come with confidence. But what happens when we behold that? It's like what I've been saying. You can't believe in him without believing in you. When you begin to behold his glory, what does it do to you? And the Lord who is the spirit makes us more and more what? Like him. Amen? So the more you behold him, the more you glory in his presence the more you believe in you the more you believe in him the more you'll believe in who he is and you because because they become the same oh this is important amen makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image john 14 12 
Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, what will they do also? Right? And greater works than these he will do because I go to my father. Why? Because that's what believers do. <laughs> who are we today? Are we believers? What are we believing? It's very important to believe that God can do all things. Amen. It's very important in his ability and his love for us. But if that's as far as we go, our belief is fickle. When something doesn't go the way we want it to go, we've lost our ability to believe. Because now we've just determined that God can't. Right? Something happens contrary to what our perception of it should be. But if your belief is in him, he never changes. He never changes. So your belief can be secured. It doesn't, it, it, uh, unless you choose other beliefs, unless you choose other gratifications, you're secure in him. And you can go through all these other things that are looking like God's not doing this, God's not doing this, and people are saying, why are you looking like that? Why are you looking like that? And you say, well, my belief's not in the works. My belief's in him. And he hadn't changed the diddle a little bit. Whatever that word was supposed to be. Anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's what he came to do. That, that's why Jesus, he said, I'm here. See me. Believe me, you must see the works because belief has works, but don't miss out on their source. They're me. Amen? Amen. Is this for you today? Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. I believe there's a, an opportunity for each one of us in this truth today. Let's, let's, let's say, God, I, I don't want to, I, I want to be desperate for this perception in my life. Amen? Now, here's where, what's really wonderful about that one passage we were talking about. The more this becomes real in us, the more we're qualified to carry his glory to somebody that needs it. I'll tell you, one of the biggest challenges to just believing in God's ability is making it all about us. And it's completely contrary to the whole message of the gospel it's love isn't it you know I was thinking about this I was listening to somebody talking about this I've always kind of wondered what perfect love casts out fear right I'm thinking how, how, how do I really relate to that really and I was thinking about it with a, with a child you know when, when you have perfect love towards somebody you completely forget about what it's going to do to any fear about yourself because of what you're going to do to take care of them. You'll throw yourself in front of a truck. You, you know, you'll, you'll dive in the ocean. You'll do what? Because fear gets eliminated when there's love. Right? And this is what we discover in Christ is we discover a purpose that changes our perspective on us. We get totally secure in who we are and now our heart becomes moved by what God is moved by. God cares about a dying world. And he needs us to show the glory to them. 
that they don't have to be lost. They don't have to go to hell. They can be born again. But that's going to happen in somebody that doesn't just believe in what God can do, but who he is in them. Amen? And then they're going to lose all the fear because love is going to displace it all. Amen? And we'll be ready to go wherever we need to go, say whatever we need to say. Why? Because our identity is no longer us. Our belief is no longer in something that we wish God would do for us that he hasn't quite done yet. Our belief is secured in what he's already done inside of us. Amen? It's no longer I that lives, but it's Christ that lives in me.